friends, welcome to Live Boldly with Sarah Shulton Kranz, a survivor, thriver, adventurer, and believer in all things possible. My mission is to guide others to live their life boldly, regardless of circumstances. I believe we all have the power to overcome and lead joy-filled, happy lives. Recorded from the trail or in my office, I share inspiring stories from everyday people because we all deserve to be heard. You will also hear from handpicked professionals ready to guide you beside me. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome to another episode of the Live Boldly podcast, my friends. Today I am on a bus heading to Yosemite National Park. Tomorrow I step foot on the John Muir Trail. This is something I've wanted to do for so long. It is 211 miles over 22 days. I start in Yosemite. I end at the summit of Mount Whitney, which is one of my favorite places. I will be continuing my own deep healing, growth, transformation in nature, in the wild. It is such a um, honor and a privilege to be doing this and then bringing my learnings to all of you. If you are ready to do the same, we have two retreats coming up in the Grand Canyon, one over Christmas, another in January of 2021. Both co-ed, both three nights at the bottom, two nights on the rim, five nights, six days. If this is something that sounds interesting to you, please reach out at sarah at sarahshultoncrans.com or you can also email joe, J-O at sarahshultoncrans.com. Either way, we will set up a discovery call with you to see if it is the right fit, the right timing, if you are ready to deep heal, grow, do some transformation yourself. So I have on today a special guest and I uh, released this episode on this date um, for a reason. Ruthie is like a soul sister to me. She has been through her own um, trauma healing. She loves nature. She's a beautiful, inspiring soul. I followed her on Instagram, reached out to her, and um, I'm just so honored to have her on my podcast today and to release it on a date where I am also continuing on my own healing journey. At 17 years old, Ruthie Lindsay was hit by an ambulance outside of a gas station in rural Louisiana. She broke her neck, punctured her lungs, and ruptured her spleen. Doctors performed a spinal cord fusion using wire, and miraculously, she walked out of the hospital within a month. Only a few years later, newly married and settling into adulthood, a simple turn of her head left her body riddled with chronic pain. Her case confounded medical professionals, and in the months that followed, she became addicted to narcotic painkillers, depressed, and bedridden. After dozens of visits to specialists and surgeons, can you hear my puppy? Mm-hmm. He is also a survivor and a lover. A doctor discovered that the wire holding her neck together was piercing her brain stem. Without another surgery, she would be paralyzed. As she prepared for the procedure, her father passed away suddenly, her marriage began to collapse, and she surrendered her spirit to dependency and suffering. The surgery repaired her spine, but she still felt broken inside and out until she chose to change her narrative. Ruthie went home to the same town where she almost lost her life. She decided to learn joy again, to retrain her spirit, to soothe her physical pain, to salvage strength from her suffering. She traded fentanyl for sunsets and morphine for picking wildflowers on the side of the road. Gosh, I love this woman. Ruthie stopped using her body as a hiding place and started using it as a bridge to connect with the world. She is now a speaker, author, podcast host, and social media figure. Ruthie travels the globe sharing her story, empowering others to find purpose in their pain and to look for beauty in the midst of their brokenness. Her memoir, There I Am, The Journey for Hopelessness to Healing, 
has now been published. You need to go read it. It is an absolute beautiful, beautiful journey through her own uh, healing of trauma and physical pain. I encourage you to um, grab your journal, grab your pen, listen to this podcast episode, go read her book if you have not done so, and enjoy um, all of her words of wisdom. And just like my puppy in the background, um, who I had to take a leg off um, of him for if you followed my journey with, uh, with Bailey, you know, we as animals, as humans, um, we all have our journey. And uh, I encourage all of you to continue on yours in your own healing, growth, discovery, and transformation. I love each and every one of you. I will continue to um, share my story from the trail once I return. And thank you for being here. Ruthie, it's great to have you on. I am so excited to see you. I heard about you when I was in the jungle. Did you know that? Yes. <laughs> a, mutual, a mutual friend was like, you got to hook up with Ruthie Lindsay. And I said, oh, and I'm like Googling you when I'm sitting here writing my book in the jungle of Costa Rica. Um, <laughs> immediately saw your picture. And you know how you can look at somebody and you're just like, that's my soul sister. Just through the eyes. Uh, that was you. Sweet. That was you. you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited to have this chance to visit with you. And thank you so much for all your kind words and encouragement. It's just, it's really meant a lot. So I'm so excited that we're finally getting to connect. Yeah. Well, and your journey um, through trauma healing has been so deep. I, I do have to tell you that your book is the first book where I have read cover to cover um, cause I've experienced so much trauma brain, so much PTSD and my level of being able to focus is re it's really hard. It's been really hard writing a book. Um, but that was the first book that I have sat down probably since I was a teenager and read cover to cover and literally got off the couch to go to the park and read in the park and came back. My kids were like, are you going to ever close this? Like, no, no, I'm not. Cause it's, it's, it's that good. Like it's that good. Wow. It's it just really, um, it just the way it's written and everything. It's so beautiful. So for those of you, before we even get into this conversation that have not read her book, There I Am, A Journey from Hopelessness to Healing, uh, you have to, you have to go and get it. Um, I like having books in my hand. It's just how I am. Uh, and just like journaling and stuff alongside and underlining and doing all the things. And I did a lot of that in that book. So thank you for writing it. That's my, where I want to start is thank you for writing it. What an honor. Thank you so much. That really, that touches me really deeply. Thank you. Thank you. I really, yeah. mm, that's so kind. Yeah. So it's interesting because um, when I was going through my trauma healing, there were three words that I was really intent on um, every day. And my intention was always around truth, inspiration, and hope. And so when I read the, when I read the journey for, from hopelessness to healing, I was like, oh yeah, I get that. Um, because there, hope is something that we need so much in our life when we're going yeah. through this. Yeah, you're so right. And I think, you know, us humans here in earth school, <laughs> we all know the collective knows suffering. We know pain, we know trauma, we know hopelessness. And, and I think, I think the book 
in my journey, it's just, it's so relatable because it's something we all experience, you know, some people on a day in day out basis. And so I think it felt really um, beautiful to get to share so much of the healing journey too. And the beautiful modules and experiences I've had and finding hope and finding healing, not you know, not despite the pain and the trauma, but really a lot of it because of it. And so, yeah, it's been really, really sweet to get to share it publicly. Yeah. What has been the biggest um, piece in your own journey? What has been the biggest, what was the biggest aha moment? Because I, I love, you know, when we start going into trauma healing, when we start going into like talking about that moment where yeah. I want to I feel again. I want to go back. I want to be there. There I am. Can yeah. you, um, for those, especially for those of us who, for those people that haven't read it yet, can you talk about that moment? What was that for you? There's not been just one, to be really honest. There's been so many and it's ongoing. I had another one a month ago. Like it's, there's been so many, so many collective, you know, that make one massive, but there's been so many moments. I mean, I think when I had my, I had had a small breakdown, but when I had my first massive nervous breakdown, um, that was, that was a huge pivotal moment. That's when a lot shifted. Cause I was like, I wanted to die. And I, my world came crashing in my marriage was ending. And, you know, I've been living in my bed for seven years and debilitating chronic pain. And I, I just thought everyone's lives would be better without me. And I think the moment of deciding to, wean myself off of all the drugs and learning how to live again, choosing to live again. Um, that, that was a massive moment. That was a massive shifting. I mean, not being on those drugs, you know, I was on the highest level of fentanyl pet patch. I was on morphine and hydrocodone and Lyrica and Trazodone. I mean, name it <laughs> like I, you know, and giving my brain, my body a chance to actually feel because when we numb the painful things, we numb every good and beautiful thing in our life. We cannot have one without the other. And that's earth school. I don't know why the universe set it up that way, but it's just, that's how it is. And so giving myself space to actually feel my pain, feel my loss, feel my trauma gave me the space. Like my favorite quote of all time is the deeper sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. Mm -hmm. Khalil Khan quote from the prophet, but you know, if you numb it, you can't feel it. So allowing myself to feel that pain has given me context to feel the depths of beauty and goodness and joy. And it's given me eyes. It really gave me eyes to see, to see the people around me, to see nature and to see all these things that I just missed before. And mm -hmm. I mean, that was a, that was a big one for sure, for sure. But there's been, I mean, dear God, there's been so many breakthroughs that have come and usually, usually they come through the lens of like many little breakdowns through little, sometimes big, sometimes massive, painful experiences, you know, and again, earth school, that that's just, you can't, you can't jump to enlightenment and awakening and consciousness, it usually comes through the medium of suffering and pain and loss and trauma and heartache. And um, that's how we get to go in deeper. Those are the invitations. Those are the portals of bringing us home to ourselves. And so, 
Yeah. It, uh, gosh, we could, we could sit on this topic all day. So that's, I, I mean, I, I, well, here's the thing is that I, I'm right there with you. I, um, I think, you know, Bessel van der Kolk talks about it in, and you don't, don't desensitize. And so many people that do want to desensitize and it's almost like just brush it under the rug or, or numb it out or, um, or even, even if sometimes the way that people choose to go through their own healing process, me, I'm like, I want to feel everything to heal everything because I want to go to the depths of it. That's why I love the Grand Canyon because it's like metaphorically you go so far down deep and you sit there and you look at every little piece of your life um, the hard times, the good times, everything. And then you come out a different human being. Mm-hmm. It's another version, another iteration of who we are, which is awesome. I mean, that's, it's just so beautiful. Yes. To me, that's what living is. It's not just life. It's about living. Yeah. Um, and so do you do this every day? Do what? Do you do this? Like, do you, do you look at your, um, your life in a different kind of way? Do you, do you go deep within yourself every day? Is this something that you work on? Um, I go through seasons. I mean, have I done it every single day? Definitely not. Um, but I am on a, I'm pretty committed to this, to this healing journey. Like I have a morning practice. I, um, and I, I'll get off of it and I can tell, you know, I can really tell. So I, I really, uh, committed to right now I'm doing this 120 day thing and I'll do it another 120 days when that's up. But, um, where, you know, first thing in the morning I have my practice and I do energy work and I do meditation and I do a little bit of Kundalini and, and I try to be in nature every day. And, um, you know, I take a lot of classes and courses and, and right now it's an interesting time. I don't always have the time to do all of these things. You know what I mean? But like, I usually travel majority of the time for work and I'm usually out speaking. And right now it's the longest I've been home and I don't even know. And so I've really tried to, and I didn't at the beginning, but I've been really making a real concerted effort to just honor this time and to go in deep and I'm taking, you know, I'm taking this course called the alchemy of chaos and it's just so profound and so beautiful. And we're doing a lot of shadow work and, you know, I'm doing this like journal course and I'm, you know, I, I'm just, I'm taking it like as a full-time job. Um, like I want to learn and unlearn, like I'm doing as much reading and studying as I can about how do I show up as an anti-racist ally? Um, How is that going to fit into every piece of the work I do coming forward? Because I'm getting to reimagine my work. Like, you know, no one's going out and speaking right now. No one's traveling and doing these adventures and doing, you know, that, that stuff's not happening. And so, I'm getting this beautiful opportunity to kind of start back at ground zero in a lot of ways and like reimagine and get curious. And, and if I want to show up in this world um, as a safe container of and a mirror of the healing that is for everyone, then I have to be a self healer on myself first. And so I take that, I take that privilege. I take that, uh, responsibility really, really seriously with the work that I, 
think that I came here to do. And if I want to show up and be that safe container and be that mirror, then I have to be doing this work and studying and unlearning and remembering. And like, that has to be a a full-time job of mine. And so, um, yeah, I, I feel very committed to it. And, and it feels like, you know, again, in my privilege, like I get to stay home right now. And I have a lot, I'm single, don't have children. And so I, I want to really honor that time and like really use it in a way that can be of service to the collective. And I don't think of it as like selfish time. I, I see it as a way that's, you know, I think the way we heal the world is healing ourselves first. And I believe in self-healing and I believe in, you know, I can't go out and fix anyone, but I can go out and be a mirror of what's already within them. And I can only do that to the depth of how deep I've gone with them. And so, yes, I, I do it a lot. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting. Um, I think that so many people do think that, you know, it's, it's selfish. Like so many people do think like it's selfish to be taking this time for yourself. And I'm going 22 days on a trail in August, by the way. And mm-hmm. People and I've got three boys. I'm yeah. 29, 19, and 14. And um, people sometimes do ask me about that. Like, how are you getting away for 22 days, climbing, doing the John Muir Trail when you have kids? And I said, you know what? I have healing work to do. Because if I'm not doing this work, what kind of a model am I being for my kids or even for all of my clients? You know, we have to give ourselves permission to do that. And I've never thought of it as selfish I think of it as selfless to be able to go into this and to be able to dive so deep and um, to be able to heal from all of this stuff so it's because it's there's a lot there's a lot to look at absolutely it's a lifelong this isn't a you know this isn't a like season this is a lifelong commitment it's a journey it's I'll be doing this work until I'm back in the in-between you know like I don't think that um, we ever arrive this you know we get to get to a level of healing and then you get to go deeper and another horrible traumatic thing will probably happen and then we we get the opportunity to go deeper and that's just that's the way that it's set up and I've given myself the disservice of thinking I've arrived at certain things and I you know I've I've healed that that's done and then I I mean what a shit show I'm like oh sister you that's cute the universe is like you're so cute Oh my gosh, God bless you. <laughs> but if I hadn't done that first to, you know, hundredth layer of healing, then I wouldn't be able to go even deeper. And right. that's that's something to really honor. It's not something to be afraid of or scared of or feel ashamed about because, you know, it's not linear. It's just not, and it comes in waves and there's times I'm riding the wave and it feels, I feel so light and I feel, you know, very, um, in flow and very connected to everything. And then I can crash and be like, hello, (laughs) ma'am, wait a minute, where did that go? But that's, that's another layer. It's just, I'm getting to go in deeper and I'm getting to do more shadow work and I'm getting to unlearn so many of these limiting stories that I believed and it's just it's all a part of the ride you know and it's it's, we're meant to experience all of it and yeah you can't experience um deep joy and 
you can't experience real healing unless you're able to go in and allow yourself to experience great pain. Yeah. So what has been the biggest, um, I know for me, I look back and there's, so intimacy is a huge thing for me that I'm working on right now. You know, just um, <clears throat> intimacy in terms of relationships. I am an insanely intimate human being when it comes to, you know, my friendships, my family, my kids, um, all of that. But I'm talking like male, female, intimate relationship that I'm working on bringing into my life. Where are you at right now um, in your healing journey? Can you get a little raw with that? And what is it that you're looking at? What is it that you're looking at, especially in this time in your life um, and going deep into? In terms of relationships or just in general? In general, whatever it is. Oh man, there's so, there's so much. I mean, that's something that I've worked on also. I, I didn't, um, and I didn't know a lot about this until actually the fall, which is interesting, but I actually didn't have any attachment or attunement from a parent until I was about two years old. Mm. And so I'm like you where I, I had it from an older brother, um, but who was, you know, almost seven years older than me and as a child, he couldn't really <laughs> get a tune or attach to someone, um, you know, in a healthy way when you're seven. But that being said, the second rung has always been really easy for me connecting emotionally with my soul family. So easy. I mean, it just, that's like breathing, but in context of relationship, I've really struggled with attachment um, and haven't dated a ton. Um, I had one long relationship that I write about in the book, but um, I've gotten to go back in and do a lot of reparenting work on myself, like in my meditation room, which is behind me. Um, right by my little, my little nook, I have a photo of myself around that age. And I like do so much work for her and I go back in and, you know, it's so beautiful. Our, our incredible, brilliant brains that just long to heal, like, because our limbic brain doesn't know time, I can go back in and do this work. And my brain doesn't know the difference. It didn't know that I'm creating these new neural pathways and my brain doesn't know that that wasn't my experience growing up. And it's just... Yeah thinking coolest most beautiful profound like we're all so deserving of this you know yeah. this is everyone and so that's been a really beautiful thing and learning more about that um I gosh there's so much I I've been on this massive physical healing but I think that's always connected with emotional and spiritual too and I think it's to be a wholehearted version like I I can't just work on the physical and think that that's going to make every ounce of my pain go away. Like I've, I've learned that was my journey for a long time and I didn't understand why I never felt any better and starting to understand all the components. Like now, you know, I have a spiritual practice that is like foundational for me and I do a lot of emotional trauma release work. I do it through nonlinear movement. I do it through counseling and somatic therapy. I do it through um, uh, just freeform writing. And I do that. That's been really massive of allowing my body to release the traumas that I've held on to that have been stuck within me. And I didn't realize that they were able to come to fruition when I had physical ailments happen. And so trying to do it from a holistic where, you know, I eat mostly vegan now and I, I do plant medicine and I spend as much time in nature. I mean, mother nature is my medicine. I, she has become 
my foundation. Like I actually, which is so exciting. I haven't even talked about this online yet. When I was in high school, I started taking like Benadryl to sleep. My mom did that. And then I started taking, um, she took Vanquish, like Excedrin, like crazy. And I started taking it then. And then when I stopped sleeping and started having chronic pain in my 20s, I started taking pain medication and sleep medication. And then when I weaned myself off of all narcotics a little over eight years ago, or less than eight years ago, I got off all narcotics, but I still took like Excedrin and I still took Lunesta and I would still take whatever, you know, just over the counter things. And this year was the first time I got off of Lunesta. And just in the last two months is the first time I haven't taken any medication since I was a teenager. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I did a, um, I did an eight day water cleanse, which I also haven't talked about, but, um, I worked with a shaman and, you know, when I lived in my bed, those seven years on every drug under the sun, I mean, I would go to the bathroom like three times a month for seven years. I ate horribly, ate my feelings. I've been an emotional, you know, I've struggled with emotional eating large majority of my life. And so that healing of like going in and seeing, I mean, I wish you could see the lettuce that's laid out today on my living room. I mean, on my kitchen table, like seeing food as my medicine. And um, I worked with the shaman to do this cleanse and like I've just, I've been very committed and yeah, it's the first time. I mean, that I literally don't have any medicine in my body. And I, I just, um, I feel really, really, really proud of myself. I worked my ass off and I did not think that was capable. I didn't think I'd ever be able to sleep without aid. Um, and so it's, it's just been, it's been beautiful. It's been really, um, it's been pretty profound and the amount of inflammation that I've been able to release from my body in the midst of doing that and trauma release work. Um, it's just, it's, I mean, last week alone, I probably hiked, I don't know, 20 miles, you know, and that, that just, I would have never thought that I could be probably more than that. What am I saying? I would say more than that, but like, I just didn't think that this body, I was so parked on the lane of like, I'm the only human in the world that's had a wire in their brainstem. I shouldn't be alive. I had such debilitating chronic pain that kept me in bed for seven years. You know, it would make me vomit from pain when I push myself to do things. I, I just, I was so parked on the lane of that limiting story of this is my life. Mm-hmm. I will be my pain. Um, I will hurt worse every year for the rest of my life as I have for 14 years and that's my story, you know? Um, and then I, you know, I shifted to, but I'm going to try to bring as many people hope and there's beauty in your suffering and there's joy in your pain. And, you know, and of course the sto- that message changed a bit, but it was still so limiting is I still believe that I would have to hurt like that even to help people. Mm-hmm. And just that shifting of realizing that healing was for me and that I was created for it too. And I can't, go out and quote unquote, fix people and bring hope to people. If I'm not going in and do that healing work on myself, I'm not here to fix anyone. I'm only here to self heal myself and then to walk into the world and show the love 
and the divinity and the healing and the light and the hope that is within every single human on this planet if you're breathing. And that shifting, that unlearning of realizing that I was never broken. I believe I was a part of church growing up that told me I was this broken, depraved wretch, that I thought my body was broken, that the flesh was sinful. I had so many fucked up stories that were told to me that I breathed in like air. And unlearning those stories and remembering my inherent worth and value that has always been there from day one and is in within every single human on this planet. Um, remembering that unity, remembering that connectedness, remembering that I am connected to every plant that I ever encounter. I am connected to every animal, every, I mean, not of course, every soul, you know, and that consciousness that it just, it changes you. It changes. Yes. Yes. And I think that that is so important. What you said is that this is available to everybody and we all, every single person has the ability we deserve. Every one of us deserves to heal. Yeah. I, that's, I think that the hardest, the reason I, I got into this work is because I, I can feel other people and I can look at other people and I can cry with other people. I'm, if I'm on a trail and somebody is struggling, I can't walk past them. I just can't. I just, it's just, that's who I am. And I want everybody to be able to get to that place. Of course, it's on their journey, not mine. But I want people to understand that we're never alone. I mean, I hiked um, two nights ago. I was supposed to, I don't know if you saw my stories or not in Instagram, but I was supposed to be meeting a bunch of friends at a trailhead at uh, 2 a.m. And we were going to hike up the mountain and watch the sunrise at the top at 5, you know, 530. They went to the wrong trailhead. And so I sat there in my car and I'm like, okay, well, I believe that everything is happening for us, not to us. And I knew that there was a reason that I was sitting there in the dark, having this opportunity to go and hike a mountain by myself in the middle of the night. And so I did. And it was something that if you would have told me six years ago that I would be doing this, I'd say there's no way I would do that. But I think that what my healing has done is it's given me the opportunity to experience life at a different level, at a different consciousness, at a different, you know, depth than I ever would have had the opportunity to, had I not also done this walk through, like walking through this journey of like my own healing and my own transformation. That's right. I'll tell you, I started that trail and I was like, my mother would be so pissed off at me if she knew I was doing this alone because I actually called her when I was on the way to the mountain and had a conversation with her in the middle of the night I do that with her and I started up and I kept saying okay I'm not alone I'm not alone I know I'm not alone and I could you know I would see the bugs and I would stop and I'd watch them and you know because we're not alone we're so connected in everything around us the people that we meet I mean there's a reason you and I are talking do I know the ultimate reason of it? No, and I don't need to. But I do know that there is a reason that you and I are having this conversation. And it's so cool. Like, how can you not... Like, that takes it to a different way of living. Yeah. A different way, a di different depth of creation and why we're here. Yes. Which is so cool. It's so beautiful. And I think, you know, it, a lot of it, too, is like when that lens starts shifting and you start looking for, like, we don't see the world as it is. We see it as we are. Right. So, you know, showing up and if I'm going to look at a person and just expect 
the worst and think that they're going to be a nightmare and then I'm going to find exactly what I'm looking for. But if I want to show up and looking for miracles and looking like that shift of perspective of like, okay, they're not here and this is really scary, but I'm not alone and this is happening for me and not to me. So if I choose to do this, like what miracles are going to show up? Oh. And then start seeing these synchronicities. Like when I am in that headspace and looking at life and humans and all of creation through that lens, I mean, you can't not see synchronicities everywhere in every, like there are little miracles. Like I remember I used to like roll my eyes at my girlfriend, Christine, because she would just be like, oh, listen to this. And I'm like, that's just, more, that's not a miracle. What do you mean? Like I would kind of get annoyed and just cynical and judgmental and just being a shit. And now I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like it's just. They're everywhere. But, you know, again, we don't see the world as it is. We see it as we are. And if I was in a dark place and just assuming the worst and assuming that everything's just happening to me, you know, and, and that's exactly how I'm going to show up and see this world. And if I think opposite, I mean, it's so limitless. The, the, it is so magical. I mean, I, this is just the tiniest example. Tiny. But it's just all the time. Like I went to this, um, my girlfriend does tea ceremonies and I've just gotten to the place now if I'm like, if I feel drawn to someone, if I feel their magic, I'm just going to tell them. And I'm also going to be like, I want to hang out with you. And if they say no, bless them. I honor that. That is like none of my business, right? Which that doesn't happen. Like human, we're all so excited for connection. And this girl was sitting next to me and I just like couldn't take my eyes off her. And she was just so... She just felt like this little grounded earth mama. And after I was like, I just have to tell you. And I just gush over her and tell her all the things I've seen. And then she turns and tells me something that, that she had been experiencing in me that I was so touched by because like, well, I'll just tell you. So she was like, I was walking in the woods um, last week and I came across this wild rose in the middle of like all this brush, this one wild rose and I just started crying it was the most beautiful thing and she was like your presence has reminded me of that since I sat next to you oh my god had been doing all this work with wild roses literally like all of I'm gonna get real woo woo I did this whole work with a shaman around with roses I mean I've been doing all this work with roses and then I was like well I I just want to hang out with you because I just really like you. <laughs> and like, we got together and I'm telling you, it was one synchronicity after another, after another. Like I connected with past lives and the two in particular that I've connected with the most was Native American lives as Shawnee and Cherokee. And I go, I tell her I want to go hiking with her. And she takes me this land. She's like, this is Cherokee and Shawnee land. Oh and we, I, I could list to you one thing, but like, that's just this week. That's just, that was yesterday. You know what I mean? It's all freaking day, all the time. And I would have just missed all that for so long, you know, and I did. I mean, when I was parked in that victim pain story, all I did was watch reality television, eat the shittiest packaged processed food you've ever put in your mouth and take drugs all day, every day for seven years. That was my life. Seven years. And you know what's so interesting about this is, well, first of all, I want to back up really quick because when I asked you the question about, do you do this every day? Clearly you do. Because 
I haven't always. I mean, listen. Do you know what I'm saying? But like, even those little synchronicities, you—that's you, doing the work. And so I, because I talk to my uh, to my clients and different people about this. I work on myself every single day. I work on forgiveness every single day. I've I've had to. This has been my process of getting to ultimate happiness, which is still there's still so much more, right? Like, I mean, there's still so much more. Um, but I do it every day, and it's and it's even in just being able to hold an apple and say, this is the best apple ever, you know, gratitude every single day. So clearly you do. <laughs> you do. I love the synchronicities, by the way. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So, I mean, I could literally, we could spend the rest of this. I, it's just, it's everywhere. And it is for, it's not for everyone. It exactly. is not unique to you. This is for everyone. And that's why too, you know, I've been thinking so much with all that's been going on, you know, with this is not new, but it's coming to the forefront with everything with like Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and Grandma Taylor. You know, what does it look like to be in a beautiful black or brown body and to be in and to inherit so much trauma? Mm-hmm. And then you just walk in this freaking world as a black or brown beautiful body is trauma so what that is feels like that's like that's my that's i can't stop thinking about that what does it look like to heal yes because in your book clearly like this book i i just wrote my book from starting from the fires in australia and ending it um when the stay-at-home orders were up but your book i was reading this i'm like she wrote this for today Mm. you wrote you like I just, I'm going to be that person and tell you, you wrote this for today because there were so many points in it that you were talking about that I was like, this is poignant. This is so necessary for what the world is going through at this moment. And mine is all about um, nature healing and, and forgiveness. And it's it like the way that it all came together, Your your life is unfolding in a way that the world needs it right now. Thank you so much. That really means, you know, that means so much. And I think, you know, first, of course, which I I think it's so important to honor the both and like the old me wanted to bypass anything hard and just be like, you know, everything happens for a reason. It's fine. And not allow myself to actually grieve and feel loss and feel pain. Because I think it always is a both end. There's always, you know, shadow and light it's like there's a lot of loss and there's so much to be so grateful for it's both so when my you know i've been working on this book for three and a half years and um i am a people person writing by on a computer is actually my worst freaking nightmare sitting in my home all day like all i want is to be you know out like getting to interact with humans and look people in the eye and that is so life-giving and so soul-lifting for me and expansive for me. It is just, it's like breathing. It feels like the most natural thing in my life. And, you know, we had this huge tour plan. I mean, we've been working on all the things. And for me, it was the light at the end of the tunnel. Like I had to work alone. Hello. All these years, you know, not alone. I had amazing help, but, you know, I might be a journey. And, that was like, okay, now I'm going to get to go be with my humans. What a gift. And literally quarantine 
all of this happened a month before my book release. And so of course it released in the midst of it. And it was a loss. It was painful. Cause I, I was, I had three and a half years. So excited. This was the light at the end of the tunnel. And you know, it was so beautiful. I allowed myself to feel that I really did and feel really bummed and feel the loss. And then I also, in the same, in the same time, the shifting of perspective of like releasing and letting go, which has been my work and the universe keeps teaching it to me over and over and over, which obviously I have just great. It's such a gift. I keep to learn, get to keep learning over and over, but do you trust me? Do you trust me that this is for you? And this is a book about debilitating trauma, death, heartbreak, loss, isolation. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on and on. And I'm like, and then it's a story of hope and redemption and healing and finding beauty and joy and goodness and self-healing. And I was like, wow, what a privilege what an honor to get to put my book out at this time. Um, there is no, there are no mistakes. This is exactly what's meant to be. And I'm here for the ride. And, you know, it was interesting. I mean, before the book even came out, I told my team, I'm like, don't tell me numbers. I don't care. My ego cares. I don't care. My higher self does not care. I am writing this book to be a mirror to others. And I wrote it for myself because I needed to go in and do this healing work. And I've done that. And the rest is none of my business. So don't tell me because I want to keep that intention really pure and really clear. Um, and then when all this started happening with not all this started happening, when the world actually started paying attention to what has been happening to black and brown bodies since the beginning of the United States, you know, creation, I haven't thought about this book. When I tell you, it's been like, I have not, it has not crossed my mind. People will write and you're like, how's the book doing? I'm like, what is I know? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't have a clue. No clue. Great. I feel great about it. I don't know. It's just, I'm like, there are things that are just way more important. And how my book is selling is just not that journey. Like, you know, I get beautiful messages that are so humbling every day that blow my mind and it's also none of my business i'm like i'm so honored and i'm so touched but like again people are going to read this book through their own lens and if it's supposed to find them it will and that is such a privilege to me that like i just wanted to like and i talk about it in the book moonwalk out of there i'm like this doesn't have this is nothing to do with me this is for you you literally and say that at the end you're like oh up, goodbye like i don't know this is in you. I'm going to moonwalk the fuck out of here so you can get to doing your own self-healing work. Like, period. You don't need me. Like, okay, I love this because my the conclusion of my book, I well, I'm not going to give it away, but, but there was something that I'm sure people are going to be like, seriously? I thought this was like the end. And you're like, nope, close it up. Keep going. <laughs> you know? Keep on going. It doesn't end until you're in the in-between again. Right. Right, right. It's so, but you, but you do talk about, there's so many things that's relevant today that you talk about in your book. It's almost like, did you, <laughs> and I, and I always say this, like my subconscious self knew, right? Like this is what was going to need to be heard, but you don't know that that's what's going to be need to be heard. Clearly. But well, that's, you know, you know that we always need to hear 
the love, light, and healing and hope that's within all of us. Yeah. That, that's universal no matter what. And I mean, of course, I couldn't have, I mean, our souls knew, you know, all right. the things, but I had no idea that this, I, I thought my life would look completely different right now. I mean, everyone did, you know, but I think it's a universal message. And again, it's not mine. It's right. Not, no, none of this is unique to me. No. Like it's just not. And I'm not the first one to say these things. I'm just not like if you're connected to source and you're connected to the unity and consciousness of all things, you're going to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, there's so many books that I read. I'm like, Oh, I say that too. It's not mine. It's not theirs. It's like, it is, it's just truth. And truth is always inclusive, expansive and loving. And if it's not those things, then it's just not, it's just not true. And I think the more we go in and do this healing work and unwind the trauma, because we were never broken, broken, fucked up things happen to us. And the more we allow our bodies to remove that trauma, we're able to get back to our wholehearted selves that have never been harmed. That is always light and love and whole and just goodness. And in that place, you're always going to hear the same thing. You just are, period. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. Well, and you talk about also the fact that, you know, trauma is so generational too. You know, we're, we're, it's, and I talk about that in my book about, you know, you, here you are, you're inside this mother's womb who's experiencing trauma or experiencing different things in their life, whatever it is. And that ultimately comes down to you too, as a baby, as a fetus. And then you're born into this world and you still are then bringing in all the generational trauma that you didn't even know that you were brought in. However, your soul is pure, right? And so it's this whole um, aspect of having to think about you literally, like you, me, us, people, when we are when we are healing our traumas, it's not just our own. We're healing all of the past. And the future. And the future. That's what I was just, yep, and the present and future. And that's why I'm so my trauma work is not selfish for me to go on a trail for 22 days. And any of you people out there that are like, gosh, but it's so much work or how do I take the time or or whatever it is. It's such selfless work because it's not only about you. You're also, it's about the other people that you touch. That's the ripple effect. That's what I talk about. And that's why I had to do so much of it because for me, I have three kids. I was like, I looked at my children, my babies, and I was just like, I don't want you guys to have to feel the depth that I know that I'm feeling right now that where I had moments where I was like, I just, I could take my own life. This would be just, I could make this end. All of this hurt and pain could just go away. And ultimately that, what is that going to do for, for them? Right. It's just like more pain and trauma. And so we do all of this because we want to create a better world for everyone, for everyone. And it's also, I love what you just said. And I think, you know, when I started realizing that I was a lot of the pain and trauma I was carrying was not mine. It was my mom's and my grandmother's. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of old, traumatic, generational stuff. And the way that I think about it now is that doesn't feel like a burden to me. That feels like a privilege because I trust my soul. I trusted my soul enough to come in and to experience all of these things and to carry in all this trauma from past lives, from past generations, from this life, you know, good God, this life. But I trusted my soul enough to go through all that 
And then to ultimately, I mean, we have free will. I didn't have to choose to. We don't have to choose to. We can stay mm-hmm. numb and bitter and angry and victim our, our whole lives. And then you get to come back and learn it again. <laughs> but I, you know, I trusted myself to go through that and then to come home to myself and to be a self healer so that then I can go out and be a mirror of that to the collective. And that mindset, that shifting, that, that, you know, that whatever degree of shifting that was felt so empowering to me mm-hmm. and it endeared me to my soul so much. that so I was like, wow, you are so brave and so strong and so empowered and so capable. I'm so freaking proud of who you are yeah. and your strength and you beautiful, beautiful soul. And I will take that one and I want to honor my lineage. I want to honor those past lives. I want to honor my nieces and nephews lives and anyone else who gets, you know, that I get the privilege of interacting with because that's, that's the way we heal the world by doing this work on ourselves. It's not, it's something we're all so deserving of. Yeah. So deserving of. So deserving of you. There's a passage in here. Can I read it? Of course. Ah, oh, because it. This is one P, and I like girl. Like look at all my little sticky notes, and I like was writing <laughs> all sorts of things. Um, this is what you said. You said, "What did I love before pain?" I asked myself. When pain began, fear began. That right there was so. I I I started crying, by the way. I started crying. My kids were sitting there like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I get that. Because the moment that the pain hit for me, I was so afraid. Like, what do I do? How do I do? Like, what am I supposed to do? What you said was, I haven't done anything in years that I thought might make my pain feel worse. So I've missed out on so many things that could make it feel better, make me feel better. It's been a long time since I felt anything but numb. I close my eyes and just let the words come. And you were writing this list about different things, right? Um, the things that make you feel. And it's so interesting because the other thing that you wrote was deep inside me knows that the emotions need to come before the emotions. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's so, it's so many times I was just like, <sighs> crying because it's, it's, those are the words. Like, I mean, I, I know it's so, it can be scary to walk through all of this. Um, and to, what's that? It's terrifying. Terrifying. Absolutely. And I think, again, like you said earlier, that story we tell ourselves when you're so disembodied and in your trauma, you feel all alone. You feel like you're the, you, no one understands you're so isolated in your pain. And I felt isolated. I thought, I felt so abandoned. I felt abandoned by God. I felt abandoned by everyone. You know, I was like, no one can understand. And now it's actually so interesting. I had this, um, where was I? Maybe it was in a meditation. Who knows? Um, but I had this beautiful vision of myself um, when I was living in my bed. And having nervous, I mean, I've had several nervous breakdowns, but having like big, big nervous breakdown. And I saw, I saw all of these beautiful souls sitting with me in that bed while I was having panic attacks all night. I saw my dad, I saw my guides, I saw angels, I saw friends, 
spirits that are on earth right now sitting on that bed with me and holding space for me and loving me when I couldn't feel it. I was too much in my pain and my trauma and my pain body to even, but they had never left me and they were all holding vigil for me and just loving me. And it was just, it was the most precious, beautiful, because I could not have felt less of that at the time. And now I'm like, oh my I was never left. I never, we can't be. It's just, that's not how this is set up. Like we are always surrounded by so much love. And the more in tune that you become to it, the more you start feeling it and getting to express it and get to experience and get to hear. And like I go on walks in the woods and I'm like, okay, guys. I mean, I'm so woo. I would have literally wanted to punt me to the goddamn moon two or three years ago. The shit that comes out of my mouth that feels so true to me now. I'm like, okay, y'all, let's go on a walk. <laughs> what? <laughs> so real. Are you kidding me? I wrote about that in my post. I was like, I literally was on the side of the mountain. I'm sitting there talking to um, my angels and I'm like, okay, grandpa. Okay. Like you guys need to make sure. Can you help? Let's, let's walk through, let's get up the mountain together. I need your guidance. Protect me. That's me all the time. I'm, I'm all about that. I do like Kundalini triple mantra as a part of my, my meditation every morning is this chant that I do. And, um, it's literally, it's a protection chant, but I, I, I literally like imagine all of my guides coming in and just surrounding me. I'm like seeing them. It's so precious to start my day that way. And I'm telling you, I literally, if I could like be a bug on the wall in my house and just observe <laughs> the weird shit that I do, that feels so beautiful. And like doing this non-linear dance where I am just like letting my body most of the time nude, do whatever she I wants. And I'm like, I, I just, if a mailman, I mean, they would just live their best life watching this because it is a show. It is a show and it feels so beautiful. It's like, it's such a gift to give myself and it's such a privilege and it's such an honor to get to do it feels like I mean I don't know it, it just feels so it's so precious and like one of the things that I do every morning is I look myself in the eye and I say and it's from a Louise Hay book but Hay's book but it, I say I fully and completely love honor and respect myself right here mm -hmm right now as is for some reason i always look in my right eye which is the masculine eye i don't know why but wow. I over and over until i actually feel that resonating that resonance and our bodies hear us our brains yeah. hear us, and we're usually telling ourselves the most limiting ugly stories that aren't ours like just because we know them by heart do not make them true and so often those stories were given to us like the air we breathe from the patriarchy and from culture and from the church and from family, good meaning people from her president. Like we are told the most absurd limiting stories that are not true. And so we get to go in and reframe and tell ourselves the truth. And like, for me, a lot of times that that's through affirmations. And like I do affirmations throughout the day. I have them written on my mirrors. I, you know, because again, our bodies hear us, our brains, our cells, our mind, like they hear us and they're going to believe us, you know? Yeah. And so 
we can go in and counteract and unlearn those stories and tell ourselves the most loving, truthful. And listen, when I first started doing it, I did not believe me. I did not believe those words at all. And it again, the motion comes before the emotion. And I still forget. And then I get to go back in and be so tender, so kind. And I'm quicker to come back to the truth. I'll hear my limiting stories and I'll be the observer. And I'm like, oh, hi, old friend. I know you're trying to protect me. But here, here's the truth. I'm going to speak really loud instead of shaming myself, which I used to do all the time. Oh, my gosh, all the time. So yeah, it's kind of what you're saying. It's like forgiveness work. It's loving work. It's kindness. It's tenderness. And again, this isn't selfish. The more I am doing this work on myself, the more I am coming from a full abundant place and I'm able to offer that kindness and that tenderness and that love and that light. Because when I'm so judgmental on myself, I am a reflection of that and I am judgment to everyone I see. They might not know it because I know how to smile like a good old Southern girl, but I'm telling you, I am judging McJudgerson of you. But when I live out of this space, I, I it's very different. And that, that's only of service to the collective. That is not selfish. That is, that is the most fulfilling, wholehearted, beautiful way that we can show up. And it doesn't have to do, it has to be an all day thing. You can give yourself 30 minutes in the morning and have these specific little practices and then just bringing in mindfulness throughout the day. It's just, yeah, it's not brain surgery. It's just, it's, it's hard to start doing, you know, but it's a practice just like everything else. Yeah, it's very true. And I, that's why I make sure that I get to the mountains and the ocean because that's my safe space. Like that's where I feel, that's where I can actually feel so grounded with myself and get to that spiritual space as well. How much is forgiveness, um, practice entered your life forgiveness for self forgiveness for others and then also forgiveness for the world yeah i mean forgiveness it's weird i mean i'm sure i've carried some stuff but forgiveness hasn't been as hard of an emotion for me and i don't know if part of that is like the sweet southern thing it's like oh it, but it's some of it could feel like brushing it under the rug. Like when my husband left and, you know, ended up with a, one of my closest friends, I jumped to forgiveness instead of actually allowing myself to feel the pain and hurt and trauma of what that was. And so for me, going in and doing shadow work and actually, because my body held on to it. I might've jumped, but my body didn't forgive. And so and that's actually true forgiveness. That's actual, real, loving. When you allow yourself to process and feel the pain and the loss and the trauma. Like for so long, I was like, we just need more light workers. I'm like, no, we need fucking shadow workers. We need both. Because like to be a wholehearted human, we're all the things. I am love and light. And I am filled with also envy and jealousy and pride and anger and rage. And I have to allow myself to cover those things with love and not just try to stuff them down because they don't go away. It's a part of me. It is a part of me. Um, and so doing shadow work, going in and letting myself actually, you know, through like stream of consciousness writing, like feel deep rage and anger and all the things I was not allowed as a sweet little Southern, you know, delightful girl. Um, that has been such freedom. And 
really, I think forgiving myself has been a huge journey for me. Like that has been some of the most important work that I've done for mistakes that I've made and ways that I've hurt people and owning that. And, you know, I, I love 12 step programs. I've done, um, last year I got involved with, um, children of alcoholic and dysfunctional families mm-hmm. and which I'm like, that's the foundation for all of them. If you ask me, because who didn't grow up in a fun, like dysfunctional family, if you didn't like go to the Smithsonian, I've never heard of you. But, like it's so foundational and the thing, it just, it, it was so beautiful learning about that and self-forgiveness and compassion and all the things. And yeah, I, I just feel, I feel so open armed. I literally have my open hands tattooed on my body. I've just, I want to learn and be curious and I want every day to feel like a school day. And I never want to, I never want to stop. I never want to think that I have it figured out. I never want to come off as like the teacher. I think we're all co-collaborators. I think I am, I'll be a forever student and, you know, I get to co-collaborate and share about the things that I'm learning. And, um, that's going to be my lifelong journey. I hope that when I'm 90 years old, I have a notebook and a pen and I'm taking notes and learning from everything around me and nature and plants and people and children. And, you know, like I don't, I don't ever want to think I have it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I want to encourage everybody to go and sign up for your newsletter because your last one that I just, I sent you an email back was like, Oh my gosh, so good. Because you are, you are the, you are the, the ultimate in continuously educating yourself and, and learning more deeply so that you can also serve, yeah. right? Give and give, give back. And so your newsletters are very, they're so good. They're so, so good. So good. That means a lot. I just started doing it. So I don't really know what I'm doing yet, but um, I'm trying to learn things, you know, and I, I, I've just kind of taken it as a time, like, here are the five main things that I'm learning right now. Because I am, I am a, you know, I'm a student of life and I just love learning and I love taking classes and courses. And, um, and so I'm like, yeah, I want to share this stuff. So thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So is there anything else, um, that uh, in respect to time as well for you, but is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, You've already talked a little bit about your practices and what you like to do. Is there anything else that you would like to share in terms of where you're at right now in the world, what you're learning, um, encouraging others to learn on anything at all? I feel like I touched on most of those things that are exciting me right now. this is not that at all, but I want to share this before I forget. Um, if you are interested in getting a sample like of the book, you can download the first chapter for free on my website. And there's all kinds of really fun material. We did a book club. Um, and so if you're interested in doing a book club with friends, that's also on my website. And then we did, I did it live too. So there's videos that go along with the questions and the content. So that all lives on my website. And again, you can sign up for my newsletter, but yeah, I mean, I try to stay pretty up to date through that and through Instagram um, of what I'm learning and what I'm studying and, you know, the things that are exciting me and the humans that are exciting me and, I've tried to be really diligent 
because um, I felt a lot of conviction, you know, of just understanding how much of the system, systemic racism was just so ingrained in me where I would have, you know, the last five years, that's been a huge mission of mine. And there's still so much more I could be doing and want to be doing and want to unlearn and want to, to be a true anti-racist, you know, ally. And so um, I've been sharing a lot of what I've been learning with that and unlearning more than anything, unlearning with that, um, which feels very crucial and how to implement that into every ounce of my work, um, which really, yeah, feels like just foundational, like it's ground zero, the most important thing for me right now. Um, so I think that feels like the highest priority of what's going on in my life at the time. Like I said, like since all this, you know, it's been brought back up to a head. I don't know. I, it's, it's been a bit of a struggle to think about my own stuff, but what I am excited to share with you, and it might already be happening by the time this comes out, I'm about to start a coaching um, business. That's which fantastic. Thank you. I've never done it before. Um, I mean, but I have, like I've been doing yeah. it. Yeah. I just never charged for it. <laughs> so I'm actually really excited. So hopefully in the next two weeks, that'll be up. And I'm going to start with, um, you know, limited, there's a limited number. Um, but I'm really excited about that. And then I'm also creating online content. That's awesome. And that's going to be launching early fall, late summer. Um, so there's some really fun things coming up that I'm, I'm really, I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, one-on-one -on -one coaching is so much fun. I, I love doing it myself. And I think it's such a, it's such a pertinent thing for those people that need that where they need like more of like the, the, the just the one-on-one -on -one face to face. Um, yeah. well, I need, I've been doing it for ages. So fine. Yeah. Yes. And it's been so crucial. Like I, right now I have a spiritual coach. I have a count, you know, I do all the things, but yeah. like, Oh, I've actually learned a lot. I think, you know, so anyway. uh, yeah, honey, you are so ready to be doing it. Yes. Please. Yes. Yes. The world needs that. I actually, I don't know why I thought that you already were. That's what's so interesting. Oh, that's funny. Not at all. I've never, I mean, again, I, I've, I think I've been doing it, but I haven't been doing it as a profession. Yeah. Right, right, right. So I'm really it. And I never even considered it, like, before all this. Which, again, this has just given me space to reimagine a lot of things. I've been very passive with my work. I've never had a resume. Every job's just come to me. I've, you know, travel a ton. I speak, and I've done all these other things. Um, and this is the first time all of the things that I've ever done have been shut down. And I'm like, wow, it's this really, I'm seeing it as another, like, this isn't a bad thing. This is a beautiful thing because it's, it's a new opportunity and a time to get really curious and get really creative. And I want to step, we all have masculine and feminine energy. And I've really played with a lot of my feminine energy, which I love that about me, but I have a lot of masculine energy, which goes out into the world and is more, you know, um, it shows up differently. And yeah. I think this is time for me to really step into that piece of myself and to really start creating. And I've been doing a lot of work around my root chakra, which is around trust and creation. And, and it's like, you know, the summer solstice, I just feel like there's been, this is just this time of creation and I'm, I'm excited to see what comes. That's so exciting. I'm excited for you. 
So that's interesting because through my trauma healing, I went straight to the masculine energy and I really had to work a lot on bringing the feminine back in. So it's, you know, everybody kind of, um, it's their own, it's their own journey. And so my journey is very different. It's such a dance. And I think the more we do the work, the more integrated both, integrated both of them are. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's such a beautiful, and I think, you know, we come in having lived so many as female and so many lives as male. And I think in this life, I, 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 I'm meant to be a bit of more of a balance. And it's actually interesting. I'm pretty positive. I died in my car wreck. I've been told that by a lot of intuitives and just all kinds of stuff. And my friend that was in the wreck with me is like, yeah, you were hanging over the steering wheel for like five minutes before you made any sound. I didn't think you were breathing or anything. And I, that happened, I died on my dad's birthday. Um, so that would be my second birthday and he's a Scorpio. And I, I've seen myself step into so many more and he was such a presence and this very masculine, powerful energy. And it's interesting because I feel like I'm this real interesting mixture of like when I was born, I was a Libra, I'm a Libra and Scorpio, which is like, I don't know, who knows? I'm so oblivious wrong about all of it, but it feels very true. Yes. No, I, you're speaking my, I, I hear you. I absolutely hear you. Yeah. Wow. We could like go on and on and on and on and on because there's so many, there's so many things like, you know what? I want to climb a peak with you someday. That's what oh I want to do. It's so awesome. Let's do it. We will, we will dive so deep in and, um, and um, share it afterwards with everybody, but just like calling in all of the nature and the spirits. Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. It would be magical. It's so magical. So that's, yes, that's my intention. I just said the intention. There you go. So thank you um, so much for being here. And can you give everybody your Instagram and uh, where they can find you? Yeah, it's just at Ruthie Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y. Um, Facebook is Ruthie Lindsay Speaker. And website is www.ruthielindsay.com. And everybody go download the Just go buy the book. I, it's just, I mean, like, don't, please go buy the book. Just go buy the book. And also, if you want the Audible, I read it to you, too. So if oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a lot awesome. of people enjoyed that a lot, too. I mean, a little Southern draw comes out. But I personally, I, I love having books, but I wasn't read to when I was a child. And for me, it's this beautiful reparenting thing that I do. Like I, I wow. read me to sleep. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of audible, but do whatever feels good. Yeah. To you. Whatever feels good for you. Whatever yeah. feels good for you. Yeah. I like to like, I'm an art a former art teacher. So I like to journal. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I like the, I like to feel it and be in the I grass know. and feel it. So okay. yes, but do what works for you, but definitely get it. Cause it's an amazing, amazing read. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And um, there's so much more to come. I've already had so many downloads. So much more to come. (laughs) Thank you, sister. I hope you have a beautiful day. I really appreciate you. you. Thank you for your kind generosity and allowing me to share this space with you today. Oh my gosh, for sure. Thank you so much. You have a good one. You Friends, thank you for listening to the Live Boldly podcast. I am grateful to have you here, and I would love to invite you over to sarahschultencrans.com to grab my free 7 Steps to a Joy-Filled Life. 
I share these seven steps from my own heart, soul, and experience. These steps transformed my own life from victim to survivor. Also, please, let's all be a ripple effect of change in today's world. I ask of you to please share this podcast with others that may need to be inspired or who need to hear from others going through where they are right now. To grow this podcast, please leave an iTunes review, go to my Instagram or Facebook page, and let me know what you think. I love hearing from each and one of you. I love sharing your thoughts, messages, and inspiring words. Because we are not alone in this world, friends. Let's keep the ripple moving. It begins with each one of us. I love you and have a great remainder of your day. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.